Welcome to this episode on the Health and Happiness Show, where it's my mission to change your mindset so that you can live a healthy and happier life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's go. Hey guys, Zolly here, and welcome back to another episode on the Health and Happiness Show, where today I want to dive deep into helping you break free from the binge eating cycle that you're caught up in. Look, I know this cycle all too well. It's vicious, it's nasty, and it will rob you and ruin you of all health and happiness in you reaching your goal. So I want to, and I'm committed in this podcast episode today to helping you at least get underway on that journey to breaking free from binge eating. A few years ago, I myself was caught up in this cycle where I was using food as an escapism and a release for the negativity and toxicity in my life. And this is what we need to cover. So what I want to do and what I hope to achieve in this podcast is to at very least just give you the information as to why it is that we're binge eating and actually why we can't break free from this binge eating and then hopefully give you some actionable steps that you can take away uh, in the next 15 to 20 minutes and actually start uh, you know moving forwards and towards your goals because let me tell you something for as long as you are binge eating for as long as you're using food as an escapism you will never ever reach a state of true health or happiness in your life. So that is why I'm so passionate about this subject. And without further ado, let's get stuck into it. So what we first need to understand about binge eating is that we're using it as a release, as I've spoke about there, right? So for example, let's say you've had a really bad, stressful day at work and you know, you just, you're straight on the phone to the takeaway to release, to escape, to just switch off and shut off for the next 30 minutes whilst you enjoy your food, right? That is a release. And whilst it is true that we get pleasure from food, really we don't get that much pleasure, certainly at least once we finish the food because what we then get are the feelings of guilt and regret and trust me those two emotional feelings there are horrible they really they they fill your mind up with this negativity you know the guilt and the shame of what you've just eaten and what you've just done and you know the abuse that you've just given to your body is horrible and look i know this because i've been there myself okay but first of all we need to understand that we have or we currently are using food as a release and this is what we need to change however it's never as simple as just saying all right, I'm gonna stop binge eating today, right? We need to understand that it goes levels deeper, both on a physiological and psychological level that stem from the emotional needs and wants that we have as a human being. Remember, human beings are creatures of emotion and habit. And what we need to understand is the binge eating that you've been doing maybe for the last weeks, months, if not years, has now formed and ingrained as a habit. This is why we are in this vicious cycle because all habits work in a cycle, all habits work in a free series, a three part series essentially, which we're gonna uncover here, right? So how habits work essentially are in a trigger, routine, and reward. So it's that three part cycle, okay? So there's the trigger, there's the routine, and the reward. How that would look like in terms of your binge eating would be something along the lines of this, right? So let's say uh, you know you've you've had an argument with your partner or you know finances are really stressful which is ironic because then you're ordering food but let's say your finances are really stressful or you know you've had an argument with your partner or you are under so much pressure with work right now that you just need a distraction that distraction becomes the routine which is you ordering the the Chinese on the phone or you ordering the pizza and then actually eating 
that food. That makes up the routine there. Now, the reward is the temporary hit of dopamine that we get. That is one of the feel-good hormones up there with serotonin. That you know, that sense of oh, it feels good. That release. It's almost a, an achievement in some some regards, right? Um, certainly, if we're using the the binge as a, a, an escape of accomplishment. Following that, though, is the actual regret because whilst it works in the trigger routine and reward. When it comes to binge eating, it's actually a trigger, a routine, and then a regret. We feel awful. The guilt, the shame, you know, the, the, the negativity around that overrides our emotional uh, stability. And then actually we're in a bad mood, we're beating ourselves up, you know, we're even calling ourselves nasty names, fat, worthless, shameless, who am I? I don't deserve to achieve my goals. And then what that can do is that can spiral out of control further and you go down a deeper rabbit hole. And that binge, which happened on a Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. has now uh, you know, transpired into the whole week, right? And I think we've all been guilty in the past, I certainly have, of you know, uh, maybe slipping up, maybe having a binge on a Thursday and saying, do you know what? fuck this, uh, and then that continuing into Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Or at very least, um, and where a lot of people go wrong, certainly in a diet sense, is when they're striving for this perfect diet and they eat one bad food, they fall into that fuck it mentality and they say, fuck this, I've, I've, eat, I've messed up my breakfast, I may as well eat uh, crappy foods for the rest of the day. When really, if we're on the subject of swearing, that is bullshit, right? You have not messed up the rest of the day, you have not messed up the rest of the week. You should not let one quote unquote bad food on a Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. ruin the rest of your day, if not the rest of your week, right? It just doesn't make sense. And that is a completely different podcast in itself and one which I will happily cover at a later date, which is actually building a good relationship with food. But in the subject of binge eating, which is what we're covering today, we need to understand that we are binging largely out of habits. And what's quite concerning is, um, habits are largely subconscious, right? Um, I can't remember the exact percentage, but I would say it's up there with probably about 80 to 90% of our habits are subconscious, right? What are some of our habits? Well, it's driving the same route to work each day. It's even brushing our teeth. It's eating three meals a day. It's doing X, Y, Z, and it also includes the binge eating, right? So when would most people binge eat? Well, A, usually in the evenings, that can be habitual. Be on the Friday, Saturday nights, right? When actually maybe we're watching a movie or we just had a stressful week at work. These are the open uh, windows where we tend to binge eat. Uh, and typically, you know, talking in habits here, we habitually tend to eat better on a Monday because we're in that Monday motivation mindset that we're trying so hard with. Um, so we need to understand that that is how it works, right? Now, of course, uh, that habitual loop, that habitual cycle is closely interlinked with willpower, okay? And sometimes, not always, but you know, there is that trigger. Um, you know, sorry, there is a very often that trigger, but sometimes, but not always, there isn't a trigger. And actually sometimes what that trigger is, which isn't a trigger, and now I've really confused you and probably lost you at this point. Okay, <laughs> so going back a step, right? All habits work in a trigger routine reward, but it's usually a regret. What I'm saying here is maybe there isn't a trigger. Maybe there isn't the stress, the worry, the anxiety. Maybe the trigger is your willpower going down. The best way to describe willpower is it's very much like a phone 
battery, right? We charge our phones up at night, we get to sleep, and we're full to the brim at the start of the day. Yes, fully charged, life is good, right? By the end of the day, 6, 7, 8 p.m., and your phone's on empty, it's out of battery, and in the context and the metaphor of the willpower, that is your willpower going right down. That is why during the evenings we are most susceptible to going off track. That is also suggestive then, that is the evenings that are often the largest room for opportunity in the relation and context of losing weight. We need to understand that willpower plays a big part in this, in you actually then going to the routine, uh, so you bypassing the trigger as such, and you going straight to the routine of ordering the takeaway. So therefore that then poses the question of, what can we do to boost, to enhance, to uh, recharge our willpower? Now, sleep's a very, very powerful one because as I said there two minutes ago, I said that at the start of the day you are recharged. This is another consideration as to why if sleep is not what it should be, a good quality and a good quantity, then you are going to add to the cascade of the problems. That is probably why you've woken up in a bad mood, in a foul mood, in a demotivated mood, in a susceptible mood. And that's why you then make the bad choice at breakfast and then you make the bad choice the rest of the day because you said fuck it already and that's transpired into the rest of the week. You have to get sleep right. Sleep is one of the key ways to recharge the batteries overnight. However, if you get a bad quality of sleep, it's like you forgetting to put the iPhone charger in, or sorry, if you're Android as well, and uh, you just woken up in the wrong state. So this is the power of it. But let's talk about during the day, right? And this, again, very uh, ties in to our habits, right? So we need to understand that, let's take it to typical Friday afternoon, right? You've just finished work at 5 p.m. And actually the usual habitual routine is for you to go home, order takeaway, and then go from there, okay? But we're gonna change this, right? And actually in doing so, we're gonna boost and we're gonna enhance our willpower. What that looks like is, come Friday afternoon, you desperately want to just go home, put your feet up, and put Netflix on. But you're not gonna do that. What you're gonna do, bear in mind that that's the trigger. It's Friday, it's 5 p.m., that's the trigger. That's not going to change. What we can change and how habits change is by changing the routine. How that looks like is like this. Come 5 p.m., you're not gonna go home and, and order takeaway and then watch Netflix. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go straight to the gym and you're gonna say, right, after the gym, if I still want the takeaway, then I can have the takeaway, but that isn't the case. What the case is now is you're gonna go to the gym and then you're gonna get the feel good dopamine high that you get and the endorphin release when you work out. You lift the weights, you do the exercise, and you suddenly start feeling good. What that allows you to do is that changes the circuitry in the brain, that changes the neurochemistry in the brain. And now, when you come home, you feel so good, you feel so elated with what the decision that you've just made, you don't order takeaway. And actually, you continue to build that momentum. And if you can make that shift, if you can make that change on a Friday and on a Saturday and probably a Sunday as well, then the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are now much easier. Because if we're to look at statistically, when we go off track the most, it is the Friday, the Saturday, Sunday. Therefore, that is the largest room for improvement. And that is where I encourage you to start on that journey, to tackle the Friday, to tackle the Saturday, to tackle the Sunday, right? It's the same on the Saturday. Let's say you're going out of drinks, you know, with the guys or with the girls, right? And you wanna make that conscious effort to actually not go off track. Then here is my advice. On a Friday, make it the commitment to work out, to actually go for the long walk and get that endorphin hit. Because in doing so, you are changing the habitual loop. It means that instead of you saying, oh, you know, I may as well just go on this wild bender because I've done nothing all day, I've put my feet up all day. You're now saying, well, I, I worked out really, really hard 
yesterday. I did all those blimmin' squats and burpees. I'm not going to let go of all that progress. There is a reason to hold on to that. So that is one of the powerful ways of doing that. We need to actually uh, boost and top up our willpower and exercise and actually eating well is a great way of doing that. But I really truthfully think that exercise and working out is the best way. You're gonna get the dopamine release, the dopamine high, and you've changed the routine in that habitual cycle, which is going to allow to make greater results. So willpower plays a critical part in this. Diving a little bit deeper into the habitual loop, um, breaking free from binge eating, bearing in mind that we need to differentiate here between binge eating and disordered eating. Disordered eating goes way beyond the scope of this podcast and way beyond the skill set of my ability as a coach. That is why during this podcast, I want to shift the focus on breaking free from binge eating, which is something I help myself, I've helped myself with and I've helped hundreds of clients with. And that actually makes me very, very proud because you know, uh, progress can be measured in a number of ways. Weight, progress photos, clothing. But also, I like to go layers deeper, and actually, if a client says to me, Ollie, I haven't binged in 12 days, Ollie, I haven't binged in 28 days, Ollie, I haven't binged in six months, that to me sometimes is way, way, way more progress than someone saying, Ollie, I've lost 10 pounds, Ollie, I've lost 20 pounds, right? Because you have to look at this deeper, on a deeper level. Bear in mind, you know, uh, the weight loss, maybe the physiology, but actually the, the binge free nurse, maybe the emotionality. And that is what the power of this is. So uh, that would be my first step is to differentiate whether this is a disordered eating problem here or whether it's an emotional eating, which would be the binge eating. Number two is to change the habitual loop, as I've said there before. So as another example, uh, let's say, for example, uh, you know, we're going to go for um, you know, let's say you can just stick with the fact that actually if on the Friday, you know, you are making that change. So let's even just forget the Friday evening for a second. Let's go Wednesday midday where the office is all ordering their takeaway. If it's not takeaway, they're just getting the, you know, the crappy sandwiches and the cakes and all the biscuits and all that stuff. And if you make the decision, that's the trigger, right? The routine then is to not go to that and to change the routine. The, the old routine may have been, oh yes, biscuits, oh yeah, Domino's Fridays, oh yeah, this, that and the other, right? The, the new routine may look like actually you bring in a prepped lunch, right? Now, here's the psychology of this. You value the time that you took in the kitchen, spending that hour, hour and a half, cooking all your meals for the week. Now bringing that in, you value that food more. This is why we have that cost valuation when we buy foods. We hate throwing out foods that we've paid our hard-earned money for. That's, that's why we're more likely to eat them if they're there. And if you've gone to the extent of actually preparing uh, that food, then you're even more likely to go, actually go and eat it. So that'd be one thing, right? The second thing is actually having that there and ready for you, you're more likely to actually eat it. If you didn't have that food prepared, you are more likely to go to the, the, the crappy cakes and biscuits and whatever else there is in the office. Bear in mind, it is always, always, always someone's birthday every single day of the week. So if you do not have this preparation, fail to plan, plan to fail, Benjamin Franklin, then you're going to at some stage revert to uh, the, the, the crappy foods. This is again where willpower comes in. Your willpower will instantaneously be higher if you have prep food as it will it as compared to if you don't have that food prepped and you're more likely to go to these foods so that is there another consideration that i'd encourage you to make okay so uh the 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 change here is whereas on a wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m uh you'd have eaten the crappy foods and then had the 
guilt, the regret. This is, there's no reward in this, guys. There is no reward in this. There's only guilt and shame from doing this. And that isn't even a food behavioral problem here. This is the fact that we're overeating on foods that are serving our health and our happiness no benefit, right? Eating sugar-laden foods, inflammation-causing foods is not serving you well. What's gonna serve you well is adhering to your diet plan, losing the weight, and getting your mindset and physical body health set to the best possible place. That is what's gonna serve your happiness to the greatest extent. And sometimes what we need to do is we need to foresee the short-term gratification. We live in a world today of instant gratification. See past that, go beyond that, right? Um, actually be able to have the willpower and the resistance to say, look, I'm not going to eat this now. Because let me tell you this, the one of the best ways to build and bulletproof your willpower is to say no because the more you say no and the longer you say no for guess what happens willpower grows it's like the iphone on steroids right finally we have good willpower that is what we've always wanted right don't take steroids kids it is not good for you cool the other way that I wanted to explore this was to find emotional escapisms. We need to understand that all emotion is energy and energy needs releasing, right? If you've ever boiled the kettle, then you'll know that that energy has to be released at some stage. If it didn't, then the water would probably overflow and probably blow up, I don't know, like I'm not good at science. But what I do know is that that energy from the boiling water needs to be released. What happens is it reaches 100 degrees, if I remember in science, and then it stops and it's reached that boiling point it will start from there right we all need an emotional release we need a positive emotional release and we need a negative emotional release right positive emotional releases are much easier because we're happy we're laughing we're joking we're giggling we're hugging we're kissing whatever it is right but the negative emotional releases are the toxic ones and the ones that bring us down so we need to find ways of bringing ourselves back up under that negativity emotional strain right so let's say for example anger pain, resentment, jealousy, envy, hate, whatever it is, right? These are negative emotions that are energy that you need to expend. That expenditure will either come from the negative escapisms, food, alcohol, drugs, smoking, or they can come from the positive emotional escapisms, such as, and my go-to favorite is lifting weights, going for a run, doing a HIIT workout, journaling, meditating, breath work, right? just going for a walking nature. These are positive escapisms that if you apply to your life and every single day, then you will absolutely, you will absolutely change the energy field, you will change the habitual loop and you will live a healthier and happier life. That is the key, right? So there are a few ways. One final way, and this is a really uh, fail-proof way of actually breaking through the binge eating uh, you know, uh, cycle that you're in here, is to have accountability, right? Uh, I pride myself, to be honest with you, as a coach in helping clients break free from binge eating because it's a legitimate problem and it goes layers deep into psychology, physiology, and emotionality, right, that you need help with. And actually, I pride myself when a client says, uh, Ollie, I haven't binged in a month, I haven't binged in a year. That's big shit right here, right? Let's go with this, right? That's big. So. Why are they not doing that? Well, there's the education side through this, through all the academy modules that the students go through, but also because they're accountable to me. And that isn't me, you know, uh, uh, what's the floating my own boat, you know, raising my ego, I don't know, I don't know what they're saying is. What it's saying is when you have accountability, it is impossible to fail. What that means is when a client wants to go and binge, I'm like, why did you go and binge? And then I educate them and I support them around that. So what happens is when a client checks 
in with me every week as part of the academy, they're like, but are they a binge? And then I'm educating them. And then the next time, because they don't want the guilt and shame, they don't want to let me down as their coach, they're like, I can't binge again. I don't want to let Ollie down again. So what do they do? They don't binge. And what happens, they start seeing results. And what happens, that momentum builds and builds and builds. And then later from there, they haven't binged in two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, etc., etc., etc. right? You know, when you have that accountability. I had it in myself when I did the photo shoot. I was doing the, 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 the photo shoot prep and I was working with a coach. I was like, I really want to binge. I'm super hungry. I haven't eaten in like 10 years slight exaggeration, right? But I couldn't binge because I didn't want to let my coach down because I knew me and my coach are working towards this photo shoot that I care so passionately about. If you haven't already, get the, the, the free ebook, Watch Your Excuse. It's on my page, ollijower.com. It's on my Instagram, at ollijower. You can get this. It's the step-by-step-by-step process that I use with my diet, exercise, and mindset to get in the best shape of my life, right? But anyway, I can't remember what I was saying. I was saying about accountability. When you have accountability, you no longer binge. And if you do binge, it's not as a frequent and that infrequency uh, becomes less and less and less and less and less and you start seeing more and more and more results. If you don't have accountability, then hey, I'm over here. Send me a message. If you're on IG, send me a message, podcast 21. I'll help you personally break free from the binge eating cycle. Or if you want to work with me on a deeper level, then we can look at getting you enrolled onto the Health and Happiness Academy, my 16-week program to change in your mindset. Bear in mind that binge eating, yes, is physiological, but it's also your psychological, which is the mind, which is the brain, which is what I'm so passionate about. Anyway, so that is my suggestions, right? Differentiate between disordered eating and binge eating. Disordered eating, I can't help you with. Binge eating, I can help you with. From there, change the habitual loop. From there, find alternative emotional escapisms. And then from there, find and create accountability in your life. Hey, darling, I'm over here. Reach me up, hit me up, slide into my DMs. I promise I will and can help you. That's a wrap. I hope you've taken value from this episode. As always, please subscribe and leave a review. I feel lonely, I feel very lonely with my lack of subscribers right now. Please make my day, please give me a smile. Subscribe, leave a review. If you're watching this on social media, then please share and tag me on your stories. Until next time guys, stay healthy, be happy, take care. And put the cookie down, it's not gonna make you feel better. Thank you so much for listening to another episode on the Health and Happiness Show. It is truly my pleasure to deliver these episodes in my pursuit to helping you live a healthy and happier life. And to get started on that journey, my encouragement to you is to go to my website, www.ollijarrett.com and avail of the free seven-day mindset course. This is a seven-day mini course which is going to allow you to get embarked onto a journey of mind mastery, taking control and regaining control of the mindset, including the thoughts, the feelings and emotions that you get this is completely free there's no catch this is my way of giving back to you after you gave me so much uh, during my battle with cancer so just go to ollijarrett.com and uh, you'll find it on my page but guys until next time stay healthy and be happy take care